0: Welcome to Episode 10 of Miles and Pints, the Travel and Beer Podcast. I'm Jeff Brownson. And I'm Derek Dye. And together, we're drinking our way through this amazing world, one pint at a time. Whether you love travel, you love a cold local beer, or you just can't get enough of either, you're listening to the right podcast. That's what we're here
1: to talk about. Our guest today is Spencer Howard, a well-known expert in the loyalty and travel reward space. Spencer joins us to talk about the launch of Straight to the Points Premium, to share tips for booking travel for major events, and to tell us how he almost got stuck in Sri Lanka. Before we get to that interview though, let's
0: take a minute to thank our regular listeners. Without you, we'd just be talking to ourselves. If you haven't already, click that button to subscribe to the show so you don't miss anything we have coming
1: down the line. And now, let's get to the good part. Sit back, relax. Crack open your favorite brew and enjoy our chat with Spencer Howard. Okay, everyone,
0: thanks for joining us. Derek and I have Spencer Howard with us today, who, if you've been in the Miles and Points world for very long and you don't know Spencer's name, you haven't been paying attention. And if you're not from the Miles and Points world, today's a great day to learn about who he is and what he does. So, Spencer, welcome to the show.
2: Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Now, we
0: want to start by getting into a little bit of your background. But before we do that, it's always important to talk about what we're drinking here on the Miles and Pints podcast. And Spencer's gone a little bit off the rails, I guess, because this is a travel and beer podcast. But he would have had to go downstairs and buy beer, which I'm a little disappointed in him. But so let's talk a little bit about what we're drinking. I'm starting off. I actually have a beer from our podcast that is coming out next week. And it's from the Talking Cursive Brewing Company in Syracuse, New York. And I'm drinking one of the beers that they gave me. We recorded kind of in reverse order here. But I've got a Rosarita Beach Cafe Mexican Lager that I'm drinking. And it is delicious. Having spent some time in Mexico, it, it fits perfectly with what they're doing down there. Um, just in a bigger can. So Derek, what have you got going today?
1: Hey guys, uh, this week we are drinking a Burley Oak J Ream Series Cuvée. It's blackberry, raspberry, marshmallow, and banana bread sour. And it is fantastic.
0: That's a lot lot fancier than a Mexican lager, I think. It is, and it's better. I
2: guarantee it. Derek is better than Jeff. That's the message today. That's no, always the no, message. No, no, that's not What is happening? What is happening?
0: Spencer is no longer going to be our guest today. We are now kicking him off because he's mad, made bad choices. Uh, Spencer, what are you drinking today?
2: I'm drinking Old Forester 1897 Bottled and Bond. It's a bourbon, so I'm from Kentucky, so it makes sense that this is what I'm drinking.
0: And that's pretty on point for you regularly. You're, yeah. a, you're a big bourbon guy, so it's not yeah. shocking that you have that uh, instead of a beer today while we record.
2: Yeah, I drank all the beer I had this weekend. <laughs> I was gone. there
0: for that. I was there for some of that. actually. True. you were
2: there for some of that. So,
0: When uh, on earlier, a couple of days ago, I don't even know what day it was, um, but I got a text from Spencer and said, hey, do you want to get together for a drink? And I was already at a brewery. Well, not a brewery, but a, a place where you could get a bunch of different beers and having a couple of beers and I said, well, I sure can't come to where you are, but if you want to come to my place, that's fine. And he showed up having just bought some beer and we promptly drank it all.
2: Yeah, as one does. And I'd like to point out that it was outside, you know, safe around. Yes. A, yes. A around a fire
0: pit at my house. And I was outside in a, a tent with actually pretty good ventilation and a cool heating system um, at Dominion Wine and Beer or Beer and Wine here in Falls Church.
1: I had a that. blast, guys. Blast.
0: Thanks yeah. for the invite. Yeah, it was lovely time. Well,
1: mm-hmm. that's what you get
0: living on the other side of several rivers in a city.
2: <laughs> yeah, don't live two hours away and people will want to see you.
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll remember that next time. I didn't
2: even think about that. Yeah, we are kind of like semi-local, but all in different places right now.
1: I'm forgettable. Yeah. I'm forgettable. Jeff <laughs> is not, so... <laughs>
0: So to make a long story short, I am part of the reason why Spencer has no beer today, because he did buy some beer, but we drank it all. I'm also
2: the reason you have less beer today.
0: Yes, that's true. Also, I had to break it to Derek that he wasn't getting some of the talking cursive beer that uh, he had been promised because you drank it. It was good, though. So, back on topic, uh, let's talk a little bit about your background for those people that don't know you. How did you, what did you do before, and how did you end up in the the travel world?
2: Yeah, for sure. So, my background kind of started in college with working in politics and then did that for, I guess, even to include the time in college, it was about a decade of working in politics, everybody's favorite profession. So, I know everybody's very excited to hear more about that. Um, but my last job in politics was working at the U.S. Travel Association uh, here in D.C. And it was the first place I worked where I felt like, you know, they actually wanted you to take your uh, days off. And so I was like, well, I better figure out how to go travel. It's not like, you know, after working on political campaigns, it's not like I'd saved a lot of money. So it's uh it's uh points were just kind of a natural fit, I guess. And it was also what I looked at as the uh, the key to allow me to fly in the front of the plane instead of the back of the plane.
0: <laughs> so. And you wanted to go stay places not in tiny towns and uh, cruddy little motels. You wanted to stay maybe someplace nicer and go <laughs> see somewhere you wanted to see.
2: I like the small towns when working on campaigns. I didn't always enjoy the motels that weren't always clean. <laughs> that was sometimes interesting.
0: I mean, they were clean-ish, right?
2: Yeah, sure. <laughs> Let's. I, I tell myself that.
0: So you started traveling a little bit with U.S. when you were working for U.S. Travel. When did you find um, the the world of credit card rewards and miles and points and travel in that fashion?
2: Yes, I mean, I was still at U.S. Travel. It was shortly after. I mean, it was a very quick, quick uh, trajectory. I guess it was. I found. I just started searching for cheap cash economy tickets. Uh, To get me out of the country and see where I could go. And I think within maybe three months, I'd found points and never really thought about it. And I was like, wait a minute, what are these things? How could I use these? And then, of course, the next step was thinking about like all the missed opportunities from the last few years of like traveling, working on campaigns. And I was like, you know how much, how many points I could have if I had actually known about any of this while I was doing this work. So, yeah, I just kind of dove. first in in 20, I guess, fall of 2015.
1: And Spencer, what was your first uh, travel rewards credit card?
2: Uh, Sapphire preferred back when the bonus was like 40 or 50. I don't remember. It wasn't, wasn't as high as it is now 40,000 points or something. I think it was,
0: I think it was, it it was 50 if you got it on one of their promos and it was the general was 40. So
2: yeah, for a long time, yeah for a long time and then uh, i think i also that was right around the time that discover did the apple pay promo which was uh well excuse me so the discover card was like one percent cash back that's doubled at the end of the year except they ran an apple promo apple pay promo that was 10 percent cash back which was also doubled at the end of your first year so i did that at the same time
0: that's when so, i got my second discover card
2: yeah so yeah you know it was a. Uh, I didn't kind of dive into it in the way that some people used to, which is get like six cards and go nuts. Um, but I did, yeah, I just kind of methodically worked my way through. So before before the the days of, uh, what was it, Chase, the Chase 524 rule, it was just coming about. And yeah, for those of you who are not super into miles and points, that's like the rule in points.
0: So you knew that was what you should do before the rule was in effect
2: that made you do obviously, that? Obviously, obviously. <laughs>
0: And you say that you didn't jump right into it as far as getting a whole bunch of credit cards but you did kind of you ramped up very quickly in your knowledge and i would say you're you're definitely one of the top in the industry or top people that i think of when i think of experts as far as uh especially maximizing the miles that you've earned and finding the flights and award charts and all that kind of thing so how did you get to a point where from five years ago, you were just dipping your toe into this to becoming one of the the premier experts in that that type of a field.
2: Yeah, I guess when I say dip a toe in, I only really mean with applying for credit cards. I did not dip a toe in when it came to trying to learn everything about earning and redeeming points. Um, I spent, my, my now wife was in law school at the time. And when she was studying, uh, you know, real adult subjects, I would, uh, or a subject matter. I would study points. <laughs> I would read award charts and routing rules. I would read about, I'd read all the fine print of credit cards and learn all their benefits and perks and bonus categories. And so it was like four hours a night for like six months that I was reading about all this stuff, um, which is, you know, maybe not the norm. Um, but you are going to read was, a lot in that time. Yeah, I read a lot. I read a lot. And I mean, I'm fascinated by it. I've always loved flying, even before I was able to travel a lot. Like flying has always been kind of my thing. So yeah, I was just kind of curious about how the airlines have put together these loyalty programs. and Wanted to see what I could get out of them.
1: So how long was it between when you first found Points and Miles till you got your first job in Points and Miles?
2: uh so i found points september 2015 and started writing part-time in july of 2016 i think i'd say that's fast yeah yeah so you know just kind of went for it
0: and when did you start working full-time in the points and miles world january of 2017 okay <laughs> so, so a little you did, over a you year. took a uh, yeah, not
1: it was not a quick landlog. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like classic dipping toe in the water to me, a year yeah, and a half. Absolutely. you just take a full- time job and something you never heard of. Before. yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: like I said, it's only dipping a toe in when it came to how many <laughs> I applied how many credit cards I applied for right away. Uh, the rest of it was like, I don't know, it's just I was like shot out of a rocket sh- or shot out of a rocket, basically. Um, yeah, I loved it. I still love it, so. I guess it's easy to put in a lot of time and energy if you love what you're doing.
0: And you've bounced around a little bit, working for different sites. You've done some freelancing. You've you've helped out on a couple of sites, and you are finally at this point back to, uh, I guess, working for yourself in a at a full time capacity. And I, I'm not sure how to present this, but this is kind of a. <laughs> ahead of the launch podcast which is why we're squeezing it in this week but it's it's very exciting you announced about a week ago on your social media that you are going full-time with straight to the points which for those listeners who don't know about it go subscribe right away um it's it's an amazing newsletter that you've been putting out for a couple of years tell the listeners a little bit about what straight to the points is and kind of how how you got the idea for it and how you got it started
2: yeah, I think when I first started it, I was freelancing with a bunch of sites. I mean, I've over the years, I freelanced for like one mile at a time and God save the points and had like great experiences there. But I also had my own site uh, straight to the points and I didn't really know what I wanted to do with it. Uh, I would just post articles here and there. But so I don't even know why in August of 2018, I just started thinking about like, how many comments are quite, or kind of I don't know how many people vent to me about not being able to find award space uh, from like multiple people in business or first class and like international flights. so I honestly, I think I just I think I found like one seat on like Air New Zealand from like their on their fifth freedom route from like Los Angeles to London. and I just shared it and I was just kind of like selling some friends. I was like, I should just start like a newsletter where I share th- when I find something interesting. and they were like, yeah, you should really do that. and so I just kind of put together an email list all of a sudden, just kind of put it out there that I was doing it, put it on Twitter, told friends, and just kind of got shared around. And for the last almost two and a half years, it's all grown. At the, the The email list is entirely built on the fact that people have shared it with friends or shared it on their blogs or podcasts like this. So yeah, it was just about trying to help people fly up front. <laughs> That's the best way to put it.
1: And how often do the, these type of, of word emails or, uh, alerts go out.
2: It, I mean, it's been a, I, I like to say it's about two hours a week for the last two and a half years. So I don't, I haven't been able to spend as much time on it as I want. So it's been mostly once it's, sometimes it's once a week. Um, occasionally I'll do a, a second um, and then if I'm just traveling a ton, it's been like three times a month, but yeah, now it's going to be a more consistent thing. It's not going to, I'm not going to have other commitments that prevent me from sending things out. So it'll be more regular, which I'm excited about. Um, and it'll also include also like great cash fare deals too, for business class going abroad first class too, if there's something like, you know, particularly impressive, but yeah, just about getting people in, uh, into seats that are comfortable while traveling. <laughs>
0: So for those that who haven't subscribed to the newsletter, I just want to take a minute to kind of talk about what your newsletter has been. And it's been since you launched it, it has been a free service. And there are when you hear about what is included, uh, myself and several other people have been asking you for quite a while why you are not charging for this, because it's it's ridiculous if you've read blog posts about award space or this various things in the industry. And then you see one of the straight to the points newsletters. It's it's called a newsletter, but it's really a very, very detailed everything you could possibly need to know about booking this fare. And it's Spencer will find availability for maybe three weeks or maybe a month and a half on a certain route. And he'll send that out, but he doesn't just say, Hey, here's the space on this route he says, here's the space on this route. And then he goes on to say, here's the different programs you would book it with. Here's how much it costs. Here's how to book it with these programs. This is the one that you should pick. This is where you can transfer it from. This is, it has so much information that honestly, every time I get one of these emails, I think this must have taken him hours to put this together.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's my, my older brother says that I, I try to idiot proof things. Um, Bye. Yeah. And you do
0: a great job because I I don't <laughs> admit that I'm an idiot. But, I mean, Derek went ahead and said it. There's, <laughs> there have been times I when people have called I me. Absolutely. But I, I, I we were talking the other day and I said, although I have the knowledge in the background to be able to look up and see what these different flights cost with different points programs, I love the fact that I don't have to, that it's included <laughs> and it's there. And it's like you just make it easy for the people who get this newsletter. And like I said, I I have been asking you for I think well over a year now, I have been just begging you to, yeah. to monetize this in some way because the, the content you're putting out is far better than a lot of things that people are paying for. Um, and finally, at the beginning of this year, you announced that you're going to be doing that. So Tell the listeners a little bit about what is changing about the Straight to the Points newsletter, what the options will be going forward, and what they can be excited about. What's coming for them uh, as we head into 2021?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And I appreciate the uh, the words of encouragement. Jeff is right. He has been telling me to monetize for a long time. Um, I was, I mean, and to to kind of share why I didn't, I was just working on other projects, and I didn't want to basically ask for people's money until I knew I could dedicate the time to it. So Now I can, and I'm excited about it. And that means I can kind of improve upon what I've been doing. Um, So yeah, when you get the, it's, it's, it's basically moving from newsletter to membership is the best way to put it. The newsletter will still be the main thrust, but there will now, the premium members will now be getting, you know, a notification, at least 72 hours uh, before I release it to the broader list. Um, You'll be getting exact dates of availability, kind of my insights into the best way to book the precise booking instructions so you don't have to kind of figure out like how to go through the process of searching for the award space. Um, obviously, there'll be more alerts than than when I was doing this part-time. And then I'll be prioritizing um, basically premium members' preferences. So I'll gather a lot of information on, you know, we'll say goal destinations or if there's a particular airline you want to fly, what points you have, uh, what air, or what airports you're flying out of. You know, I'm going to put a lot of effort into kind of curating this for the audience, um, that is, or that become premium members. Uh,
0: so if, if like 20 or 30% of your members are from New York city, for example, you may look for more word space out of New York city and yeah. have a few more alerts for that because that's where the people are looking to fly from.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And there's, I already, I, I did a, uh, a survey of the audience earlier this year, uh, earlier this year, last year, um, uh, 2021 now, um, feels the same.
0: There's not Um, much for earlier
2: this year. (laughs) So yeah, last year I did a a survey of the audience and like JFK or New York city specifically is a big kind of hub of the the membership or the readership. So I'm sure that'll continue. Um, but also just if there's a lot of people who want to go to Italy or Germany, uh, I recently asked in the newsletter, like, you know, let me know where you want to go. And there was a lot of Tahiti and Australia, New Zealand, Japan, like the Maldives. So uh, South Africa, actually. Um, I mean, those so are
0: very nice places. I would like to go to all of them. They're all great places, <laughs>
2: and, but it's, it's just good. It's a, I just want to be able to make this as actionable as possible uh, for those who become premium members. So, and, and just make it easy. Everything is just about making this easier. So I'm also adding in a text message alert uh, component so that those who don't have their, um, uh, emails kind of pinging them. Uh, they can get a text so that they don't miss it. And I and I, I think sometimes people think like, oh, it'll still be around. I think a lot of people think of like booking flights is like, I can do that later. But as you've seen in my newsletter before, there's things I've sent out that have been gone within an hour. So that's, that's kind of, to me, it's important to make sure that those who are willing to become premium subscribers, like get that info so they can book uh, when it's available. Um, so that's a big one. I'm, when I say that it's also becoming more of a membership than a subscription, it's, uh, it's this is, the premium is gonna include monthly video happy hours and Q and A's with you know, other industry experts. Um, maybe I'll invite y'all on as like a combo. I'm off also uh, offering like unlimited luxury hotel bookings through Virtuoso and Hyatt Privé and other fun hotel programs as well as like discounts on award bookings if people just want me to book something specifically for them. So there's a lot. I mean, I know I'm kind of I feel like I'm droning on, but the uh it I'm I'm trying to provide a lot of value in the premium subscription.
0: So it takes the the newsletter which I already thought you should be charging for and adds on a bunch more stuff and that same information or more information in those newsletters. And you've mentioned this premium membership several times, but you also somewhere back in there, you said they would get notice seventy two hours before uh, the regular newsletter. So there is still a free option that will exist. yeah,
2: yeah I'm calling it the premium and economy memberships um, in true airline style. So like the economy list will still or economy membership will still get a notification. It's just going to come at least seventy two hours later. Uh, I want to give you know premium members the chance to book what they want. But that that'll include just kind of the basic routes, the airline, the class of service. I don't know if it's business or first class, the months that it's available and just the programs that can be used to book. And that's that's the I mean, you do. Uh, I think you miss the the most valuable parts of the exact days and kind of the insights into the best ways to book and the instructions on booking. So that's uh, that's for the premium side.
0: And the timing is a huge factor. Also, um, the timing You mentioned that some things disappear quickly, but it's not just that the whole deal may disappear or the whole thing. But if you are sending this out to your premium subscribers and a whole bunch of them go book it, the dates you may want may not be there anymore. And that's I think that's been a thing for uh, probably all of us as, as we've seen some really good airfare deals or we've seen some availability where we typically wouldn't with booking with miles that if you hesitate, all of a sudden, you can't do it when you wanted to go. So I think this premium membership is going to be very valuable because often, especially with the stuff that I've seen you send out, you're the first one to find it. There, It's not like you're seeing someone else send this out or seeing this on a blog and then copying it and sending out more details. It's You found it and your premium members are going to have the ability to book that first, which is huge in a lot of these, especially when booking with
2: points. Absolutely, and 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 I'm not going to claim that I like can find like there's there's a lot of people out there who find amazing cash rare deals, and it's not that I like there's plenty that I like to share that are not ones that I have found. So I don't want to take away from the work others do, um, but I do I you know I'm trying to stay on top of it. So even if it's not a deal I found, I want my subscribers to know what's out there as soon as possible because. I mean, the odds that you stumble upon a blog or a forum at the right time, at the right time of day, like it's just, it's not, they're not great odds. So if I'm there to kind of pull it all together as well as send you all the stuff I find, I think that, you know, gives you a better chance of getting the trip that you want.
0: And I can't, I can't even uh, like fathom the amount of times that I've woken up in the morning and missed a deal late at night or early that morning. Cause I don't tend to get up super early. So I'm actually pretty excited about the the text alerts that you're going to have going because <laughs> I'm going to wake that, you up in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, I am perfectly happy to <laughs> be woken up at 3.30 in the morning if there is a great airfare, airfare deal or availability, like you said, on the Air New Zealand, they never release upper class availability. It, it just...
2: If if oh, that, I mean, that was like two years ago, that was like two years ago today, almost twelve hundred dollars round trip from Chicago to Auckland in business or something, or Sydney. I don't remember what I, I it was, but it was. I booked
1: that one and had to cancel it.
2: Oh, that's that's
1: that's yeah. awful. Mm-hmm. Why, would,
2: why would don't bring that sadness here?
1: <laughs> if I have to lose sleep to book it so
0: that I can sleep on the flight, that's fine with me.
2: I mean, that's fair. Yeah, and it's I mean another good example is a while back, I sent some Qantas first class award space that could be booked with Alaska miles and American miles. And it was for two people and you don't usually see, well, it's hard to find one seat. You really don't usually see two seats. And I sent that out and I think I had 30 emails with people booking two seats within like 30 minutes. And in in like an hour and a half later, it was gone. All of it. The space was gone and maybe Qantas pulled the rest of it. I don't know. But I had friends who you know, read the email two hours later and they're like, I cannot believe I missed this. Like that was
1: <laughs> And that was my thought initially, Spencer, when Jeff was talking about with you the, the 72, 72 hour notice to the premium subscribers. I I like you, I search award charts all the time and I'm constantly looking for a word space, either for myself, uh for uh, some of my people, or just to keep my brain fresh, right? That's that's my fun. Seventy when you're weird, Derek, we're no, we guy. are, we're a weird <laughs> breed. I <laughs> Just agree for with fun.
2: I was like looking at award space. Yeah, exactly.
1: Like, but we too. all, you know, we all know and people that aren't familiar with award travel may not understand when you see uh, one seat here, one seat there, maybe not so much. When you see four or five or six on a premium route in business or first, the likelihood it's available in even 24 hours is almost zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, getting a seventy-two hour advance over the free uh, newsletter in the future—I mean, I, I'm right in saying that that's unbelievably good advantage, right? I mean, the chances—the yeah, chance of the space you alert the premium to is—it's almost a zero percent chance it's going to be there seventy-two hours later.
2: Yeah, and I always tell people it really—it really depends on the airline, and there's some that kind of have predictable trends and. You know, it's and I and I, you know, I said at least seventy-two hours. It could be longer. I may like give people more time because some airlines will generally leave award space there for longer. So I'm not necessarily going to just like throw everything out there to the free side, but they'll get it. It's, It'll be good. They'll get enough, but they'll definitely have moments when they get emails from me that say, "This is what the premium members booked <laughs> while you were sleeping um, or working or doing whatever." But yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's it's it. Time matters in these kinds of situations.
1: And another thing I, I think personally not to be undervalued is uh, in the premium versus the free is even if you are familiar with award space and you're a, you're an expert in booking award travel, sometimes you're busy and getting your emails that say, here is the cheapest way to book it. Uh, aeroplan, you know, fifty five thousand miles and not anymore. Of, well, not anymore right. <laughs> Let's say it used to be. You're at 55 P and uh, yeah, 11, yeah, right, 11 bucks. Sometimes you're so busy, you don't have time to be like, okay, this is XY route, non-peak time, let's book it this way. Sometimes we're all busy and it's just like, let's see what Spencer says and then go book it. We trust that he's correct and you go book it and if it saves you a half hour, an hour, that's that alone is worth the cost of admission.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, I... <laughs> I think any of us who spends time searching for award space—I've done it just for fun, for research, or articles. I've also, you know, I have award booking clients. Like, there are times where you are going to spend four, five, six, seven, eight hours trying to figure something out and piece something together. Maybe there is, maybe there are no options. Like when you first search, you have to go back and try again, or you might, like, if you're super into it, you get like an expert flyer subscription for a hundred dollars a year, and then you set alerts and. You hope that the alert comes through before, before anyone books it because it's a slight delay. And like, I mean, there's just a lot of, it can be a lot of effort, especially when you're trying to book two, four, six seats, um, in a premium cabin.
0: And we've talked about the premium subscription for straight to the points and we've, I think Derek and I and yourself, Spencer have, have made a clear case for why this is a value, but we haven't actually told people when it's going to exist or how much it will yeah. cost. So give us a quick rundown of what we think is a tremendous value and when they can get it. Sure.
2: It's uh so I'm, I'm launching the premium version on January 11th. Uh, the, the price will be $79 for the first year if you sign up by January 25th. So that's my kind of launch window. You get a two week window to get the promo price. For, the, for for those who care about these things, if you have an Amex Platinum uh, with the PayPal $30 uh, credit that you get each month through June this year, I will be using PayPal as my uh, payment processor. So you can basically get $30 off uh, if you use your Amex Platinum to pay. Yeah, so it'll be $79 for the first year during the launch. Um, there will be a $9.99, $9.99 per month option, which is nowhere near as good of a deal, but you know, if you want to pay more for things. And then after the launch, uh, that two week launch, though it'll be $99 per year, which is again, still, I think 20 bucks cheaper than the, uh, the monthly version. So.
1: I was expecting to say it was a million dollars. So <laughs> 79 bucks sounds amazing to me.
2: Yeah. I, I mean, I definitely have, I, and this is the tough part is like, I, I definitely have people who thought I should be charging significantly more. Um, but I, I want it to be accessible. And yeah, I think, I, I think it'll, I think this is a price point that people can not worry about and know that they're going to get lots of value out of it. So that's what I, I think
0: that if you book a single flight, if you get these alerts and you get say five, six, seven, eight, whatever, and one comes down the line and you say, Oh great. I'm going to book this. And you book that, that has more than made up for your fee that you paid to be a premium subscriber. I think yeah. that, You will have no problem getting repeat subscribers uh, year after year because people will see the value in that. And that's that's huge in not only the the travel reward space, but I think anywhere in life, people don't want to pay for something unless they're getting a value out of it. And to be able to to book a trip that may be an aspirational or a dream trip or something that you want or something that your family member wants, your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or your boyfriend Somebody has always dreamed of going to this place and all of a sudden they get a newsletter uh, or a, an alert from straight to the points that says, hey, here's how to book it. And look, you're going to fly in first class instead of economy that I mean, that's huge. That's that's not seventy nine dollars value. That's a yeah. that's a huge, huge value. So I think if you book something, even that first year, people are not going to hesitate to subscribe year after year after year. I think it's an amazing service you've got going here. And yeah. I think so. I think I should I should probably point out because a lot of things on podcasts ended up end up being sponsored or advertisements or this or that. I should I should point out that I asked Spencer to be on the podcast (laughs) and do this special (laughs) episode because I was so excited about the service that he's putting out. It's not something where he, he paid for this advertisement. It's something that I honestly have believed for a long time that it's a service that he should be getting paid to provide. And I think that anyone who wants to fly in premium cabins and does not subscribe to this premium version of this is making a mistake I think it's a phenomenal service and a phenomenal price
1: and I, I, I would it. like to, yeah. I would like to echo those sentiments i've I told Spencer a year and a half ago at a at a meetup in DC and again another meetup in DC in March of 2020 basically cornered him against the wall and said, you've got to start charging for this. Just take my money now uh, <laughs> and and to show my support. And again, not sponsoring him. He's not sponsoring us. There's no a financial relationship at all in doing this. Uh, it's just uh, seeing our friend uh, offer a great service. Uh, my, my group, uh, my blog, Travel on Points, will be uh, offering a promotion for uh, several of our members to get a free premium subscription after they uh, subscribe to the service. So uh, we're looking forward to seeing what happens with Straight to the Points. It's an incredible value. Probably should be a million dollars a year not $79 <laughs> a year for the first two weeks. So, I mean, hey, 79 bucks, it's like you're paying me, my friend. I love it.
2: I, I actually, I got an email after the announcement from a guy who told me to charge $50 a month and give he said he'd pay 50 bucks a month to get a 24 hour head start on everybody else <laughs> on all the he's like you need another tier and i was like i'm just gonna i'm gonna keep it simple right now and that was that was definitely one of the funniest emails i've had
0: yeah uh, he was like uh, you showed me that email the other day and he was like this should not be for the commoners this should be yeah. for those of us <laughs> who are willing to pay and so you often get complaints when you start charging for something but it's not often that you get a complaint that you're not charging enough i know
2: that was. I was very, I was a great, it was a great response from the, the, the announcement that I sent out to subscribers. Um, it was a great response, but it was just, that was definitely the funniest. I was like, I was kind of bracing myself for kind of backlash for, you know, charging money. And, um, I didn't end up getting more than one comment from somebody who had just recently subscribed and everybody else was like, absolutely, totally in. And then one guy comes out of nowhere and he was like, you're charging too little. (laughs) I was like, okay, I'll think about it. (laughs)
1: Is it time for the breaking news that straight to the points is now going to offer a ultra ultra premium? ultra
2: premium? Yeah. It's going to be first
1: <laughs>
0: first class straight to the points I think is what it is. There you be. go.
2: First class. <laughs> That's with cool. a bottle of champagne. No,
0: that's who <laughs> but, knows. That may come a couple of years from now. You get, I mean, you do the first class subscription. It costs a little bit more. Maybe not quite the million that Derek is pushing for, <laughs> but a little higher than seventy nine. Maybe you get a bottle of Dom or a bottle of Krug. You know, you never know. Okay, it, it shows up in the mail. You, it's the luxury treatment. Maybe some pajamas.
2: There you go. There you go. I like it.
0: Who knows where this could go
2: for Spencer? Forget airplane pajamas. Get your straight to the points pajamas. <laughs> I like it. I like it.
0: You can have amenity kits. You could do the whole deal. But now that we've talked about straight to the points, which by and far was the reason that we had you on and we snuck you in this week um, out of our regular schedule of podcasts. It was I'm I've said it before and I'll say it again. I'm crazy excited about this in this launch. (laughs) But now that we've talked about that, let's switch over a little bit um, now that we assume that all of our listeners are listeners are subscribing to the straight to the points premium let's switch over and talk a little bit about event travel and places where it may be fun, hard to find awards and specifically oktoberfest which spencer has been to with me a couple of times people who listen to the podcast know that i i don't know i have an oktoberfest addiction maybe. That's probably what my wife would say. I go every couple of
2: years.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I eventually get other people to go with me. I talk about it regularly. The Spencer's one of the people who has fallen into that trap and he's been a couple of times with me and is planning to go again this fall. So I want as, as an expert in, like I said before, maximizing the rewards and booking the travel. I, I want to touch a little bit on your theories on booking uh, first flights and then hotels. What what should be done if you're looking to go to a major event? This specifically is Oktoberfest, but there are other things. It could be a Formula One race. It could be uh It's very it could personal of
2: be... you. You know, I love F1 race.
0: Yeah, I know. I, I, I mean, like <laughs> anyone who's seen your Instagram stories sees every time there's a race, there there's something about Formula One. So I, but I know these are these are things you have experience with and and looking for. So what, what are some tips that you can give people on how to find a word space for those type of events?
2: So for flights book early, that's the, or, or start searching early. It's not that other options won't come about, but if you need to be somewhere on specific dates and specific times, don't push it off. Um, It's better to lock in something than basically get to a month out from the event and be like, man, I cannot find anything to get me there. Um, Makes it harder to buy tickets if you're kind of risking that. So especially if it's an event that requires like paid tickets or something.
0: Um, And that almost applies to any sort of award travel. And we talked about how the, the, 72 hour early notice is going to help people but anything that you're booking if you have specific dates and you find something available book it don't wait don't think about it don't ask somebody yep. else about it just book it because it it may disappear there may be someone else looking at, it at the exact same time so and there a, will be
2: for a big event that's the thing yeah. like oktoberfest don't expect to show up in like June before i mean the, the i guess it kicks off what September mid of of September ish like mid late September yeah, yeah like around so don't expect to like show up start searching for award space for flights on in June and just like just see a plethora of options it's it might happen but i don't think it's something you want to rely on so i think it's something you want to start searching for 11 months out
0: because we're not the only two guys from, or the only two people from the DC area who want to get to Munich at that time.
2: There's a ton. We know a bunch of people. I already know people. I've, I've, I convinced a friend to go. He's already booked his flights. I don't have flights yet. Um, that's my fault. But, you know, I'm also somebody who's a little more flexible and willing to fly in early and into other cities and whatever. So, but if you, I mean, if you've got kind of specific destinations for events, like do it early. Uh, and that goes for hotels too. Hotels with award space are a little bit different. Like the general rule is, if there's a standard room, like the base level room, you can use points for it. Some hotels will play some games with that during events, but generally, if you're booking out ahead of time, you at least have a chance. Um, and I think hotels is a particularly important aspect of this because Oktoberfest, for example, I mean sheraton there's a share i think it's the sheraton west park that we stayed in a couple of years ago yeah like, that was going for like four or five hundred dollars a night and that was in january leading up to an event and we were going at the end of september you and i booked with points in like november of the year before <laughs> like it's 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 that kind of situation and then and that
0: like, hotel when we looked 12 time, months out it, it wasn't even fine. available this time
2: it's not even yeah all the award space is gone and this it says and the was,
0: hotel is completely sold out you can't even yeah. book a cash rate at that hotel mm-hmm. right now
2: and there's several other marriott properties that have no award space in november and december we're going like that was november december of 2020 we're going in the towards the end of September of 2021. Like that's that's how quick things go. There are still some options. Um, like there's an Andaz, the Hyatt program, like that's a really good option. There's some Hilton's, um, but it's just, you wanna get that locked in. I mean, you can book hotels about a year in advance. If you're trying to do like fifth night free with Marriott or Hilton, like as soon as all five nights are available, get to booking. <laughs> like,
0: and that's what I did for this trip. I'm, I'm staying at a Hilton property and I didn't know, I, I saw it was available and I thought, well, is that really where I want to stay? Do I want to wait and see if something opens up at these closer properties to the festival grounds? And then I just thought, no, I, I should book this know. now.
2: Yeah. And that's, it, that's a good point too. Like, uh, hotels are not the same as airlines with their cancellation policies. If you can't go you can can't generally, like to always check the terms, but you can generally cancel up until very close to your stay.
0: And with big events, it might be a little bit different. I think with the, with the place that I'm staying, I think the cancellation rather than whatever Hilton's policy is 48 or 72 hours out, I'm not sure off the top of my head, but this one, I think I have to cancel a couple of weeks ahead of time. But that's a big thing for this year: is having a re- refundable hotel stay or refundable flights, because we don't know with the pandemic that Oktoberfest was canceled last year. Um, Volksfest in Stuttgart was canceled. Their spring festival, which I can't remember the name of right now, was canceled in in Stuttgart. I, I'm we're really hoping that Oktoberfest happens. But with any event that you're looking at, you kind of need that refundable function on on your hotels. And if possible, on your flights this year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. And with flights, I mean, I know we've seen United, American, Delta, uh, a lot of, you know, just starting to get rid of change and cancellation fees. But even the cancellation fees um, for award tickets from programs that are not based in the US, it's a lot cheaper than canceling a cash ticket. <laughs>
3: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think
0: it's like $50 with a Virgin Atlantic or with a Flying Blue. Flying Blue, I think, is $50.
2: And it varies. And some, don't get me wrong, $150 is not super cheap. But if you have to cancel a trip and you've booked hotels and flights with points and you're paying $150 to cancel the flights and that's it, like it's not fun. Um, But it's also not, in a lot of cases, kind of cost prohibitive.
1: A lot better than spending 500 bucks or a thousand bucks 10 months in advance and not having that cash in your account that whole time
2: yep so yeah book early book often now
1: it's <laughs> kind of on book,
0: book early book often you joke about that but some people in our our planning group have multiple hotels booked at this point because they weren't sure where they wanted to stay
2: yeah i mean they're just deciding um Uh, If you do do that, I do think it is respectful to cancel as soon as possible if you're not staying somewhere because other people would like to be able to book things.
1: Yeah, that's 100% true. So what I foresee from this conversation is that we're all coming over to mine and Sarah's suite at the Andaz, which was confirmed this weekend. So Oh,
2: did you yeah. use a you use a suite upgrade? We did. Yep, yep, for three yeah, nights. I'm so. am, I'm amazed they gave that to you during. Yeah, I know. I we, had,
1: we had we had to follow it. up three times, but the concierge, uh, the globalist concierge, wow. um, confirmed it. Yep.
0: That's super fancy, but that hotel is also super far away. That's at least (laughs) two trains. When I say super far away, obviously I'm joking. It's maybe a 15, possibly 20-minute train ride from the center of town. Uh, But it's, I mean, it's so far. You'll be there, Jeff. Don't worry. I will. I will. It's true. And Spencer, talk a little bit about the experience of Oktoberfest. How did I trick you into coming back, uh, not year after year, but every other year after year?
2: I don't think you had to trick me. Maybe other people, but like, I don't know. There's something special about Oktoberfest. I think it's just a, a wonderful event that brings. I mean, obviously, there's lots of people from around Germany who go, but there's people from all over. I mean, last year we were hanging out with people from New Zealand and Australia. We've met people from Brazil, um, other Americans, obviously. We've met people from all over Europe. It's just, it's just a fun communal event. It's it's people are welcoming. There's a, there's always these like big long tables. So if you don't do reservations, which we never do, um, (laughs) we, we just like squeeze ourselves in somewhere unless we get there super early and happen to uh, be able to start (laughs) a table basically. But you end up just talking to all kinds of people and yeah, it just works out really well. And I mean, we are absolutely spoiled in that so many people around the world speak English because We've had conversations with so many people in English,
0: and yeah, 100%. And you could be it, talking to people from China and people from Germany and people from um Argentina, and the conversation is all in English because all of them speak it and we're terrible and we don't speak any of their languages,
2: yeah. It's uh, I mean, but I mean, like, yes, recognize that we're spoiled, but it's uh, it's uh, it's it does make it a, a great experience, I think, just to be able to interact with so many different people from so many parts of the world, uh, sharing in a a love of a love of beer uh, and just kind of a, yeah, it's 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 a love of that kind of community aspect, I think. it's it's something about having beers with random people from all over the world and getting to know them and you know them getting to know you. It's just a fun fun experience.
0: And it's funny who you run into and you make friends that you eventually may see somewhere else in the world or see down the line. There's a couple of people from Scotland that we were at a table with for a while. Last time we went and one of them messaged me and said, hey, I, I, when are your dates? We're thinking about going again. Maybe we'll come the same time as you guys come And that. I mean, that would be great to see them. They're probably five or six years ago when I was there. I met a couple that was on their honeymoon and they were from Richmond, Virginia, which is pretty close to where we are. And I haven't seen them since, but we follow each other on social media. I've seen they, I mean, they've had a child. They've seen that child grow up and they they're in the group this year because they're thinking, well, maybe our uh, child is old enough that we can leave them behind and kind of pop over again this year. And it would be super cool if they come and hang out and it's just, the friends that you make and everyone is generally in a good mood. You don't find a lot of people going to Oktoberfest in a bad mood. There's no. it's a it's a happy environment. It's a lot of happy people and you can meet people, like you said, from all over the world.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It's it's truly one of my favorite events to go to. So I, I imagine I'll be going for a long time. Jeff every year afterward goes, I don't know if I'm gonna do it again in two years. And then I tell him, Yes, you are, just start planning.
0: I was sure that I wasn't going to do it this time. And you were Spencer, sure that you were going to do it
2: last time. <laughs> and
0: our friend Anya and a couple other people were like, oh, when are we going to start planning this? And I was like, well, okay. And then I, I even told Spencer and Derek both, I think. I said, I'm going to do one big day and I'm going to do another day where it's just like a couple of us that go early so it's nice and laid back. And that lasted all of Lies. 10 minutes. Yeah, it didn't last Lies. very long. I was
2: like how did that work out? Like you created a Facebook group for everyone going and I was like, what happened to the small thing? I thought we were doing a small thing. The, the
0: small thing didn't people happen. People I put that. into the group that we were going to go on this one day and everyone was like, well, I'm going to book the weekend before. And I was like, well, that's when we're going to be there for this. All right, fine. Everybody should know about this. And now we have over 100 people in that group. And who knows how many are going to show up. But I think it's going to be a lot because people want to travel.
2: Yeah. And oh, by the way, we're also going to Folksfest in Stuttgart uh, immediately after that for more fun beer drinking
0: because it's fun to go to multiple cities when you go to Oktoberfest
2: it's uh, we do that every year we go yeah we've wow. gone we've gone to cities
0: beforehand we've gone to cities afterwards Spencer and I went to London and Dortmund before Munich uh, and then Warsaw after I think that was two trips ago last yep. time we went to Munich and then Pilsen and then <laughs> Prague and then don't, Budapest. Skip over Pilsen.
2: don't skip over Pilsen we went to yeah. Pilsnerfest in Pilsen
0: yeah which is and and it was an incredible experience it was not something that a lot of tourists go to i don't think i think it was
2: it was was, definitely a lot
0: of locals and it was we had a couple people with us who were not fans of pilsner beer and pilsner urkel specifically and they were somewhat vocal about that which i thought was a terrible idea in a festival dedicated to that beer but (laughs) those of us who enjoyed it i mean it was a a fantastic experience we toured the brewery we had their unfiltered beer which you can only get in that town because it's piped from the brewery to a few different bars it was a super cool part of
2: the trip it was awesome that was awesome and it's just it, it sounds so insane to like put a beer festival after another beer festival but it all worked out we took breaks i think that's a key is learning how to pace yourself uh, both the day of your visit to the Oktoberfest tents, but also if you're staying multiple days, don't don't necessarily do like three days in a row. <laughs> like take a day to go explore Munich. It's, it's okay. Um, yeah. I and the beer that...
0: festival, beer festival, like one right after another worked well last time. So we figured we'd do it again this time. Why not?
2: Yeah, naturally.
1: <laughs> so my only question is, is it September yet? Because I'm like, I'm, Hundred percent ready to go right now. I don't
2: know. Seriously, just put me on a plane. Let's get out of here and do this thing. Let's do it <laughs> right. And I think we
0: probably need some vaccinations and for Europe to open up to Americans a little more before that happens. So
1: that's a thing. Let's just go to the airport and see if they'll take us.
0: Yeah, <laughs> we'll try to get on a plane. We'll just keep trying, and eventually they'll get they'll get sick of us and they'll let us on a plane.
1: Probably not. It's true. Not the responsible thing to do. So that's a lot about Oktoberfest, Spencer. Why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, your other uh, 2021 travel that you have planned or booked?
2: I have a lot booked and planned. It's just a matter of uh, what will happen. Um, I have a lot of things. I have a couple things that have also been, um, flights have been canceled and I have to rebook. I have a LATAM business class ticket to South Africa um the i have to fly through brazil but the flight from brazil to south africa was cancelled so i have to rebook that and it's just kind of tbd on when i can do that um i have an air france ticket from i guess it was started in algeria but the algeria to paris leg was cancelled so i got to rebook that and figure out what i'm doing there um i've booked a, a trip to brazil for april and that is my like optimistic booking it was 400 something dollars round trip in business um so we'll it was a great deal could pass it up we'll see if that can happen but it really just depends on the pandemic situation when the vaccine is rolled out um how that's going
0: that brazil deal you mentioned that was one that came out through your uh newsletter was straight to the points and i I'm still sad about this, but I got the newsletter and I was like, Oh, that's a fantastic deal. Maybe I should book that. And then I was doing something else around the house or I was watching something on TV or I had some stupid, stupid excuse that I hate now. So I didn't book it. And then someone wrote to me and said, I actually, it was Anya who wrote to me, the same one who didn't like the Pilsner Urkel, wrote to me and said, hey, do you want to go to Brazil? And I said, yes, of course, I want to go to Brazil. And I was like, oh, yeah, Spencer just sent out this newsletter thing. And we looked and we found dates that we could go. And we both were putting in our information and booking at the same time. And her booking went through and mine jumped $2,000 in price. And it was Jeff like, did it wrong. Yeah, it was, it was like an hour after you had sent the thing and I was so sad. So I am oh, not going to Brazil.
2: Yeah Spencer I mean, is going that...
0: to Brazil. Catherine is going to Brazil. Anya is going to Brazil. Not me.
2: Yeah, it's a, uh, that, that is a, that is an optimistic booking. Um, I readily admit that, but I, you know, I used points because the business platinum gives you a 35% rebate on the point if you book through Amex travel and pay with points. So it's like, why not? I haven't been using points. I have a ton of them now, so <laughs> I'll do that. So I haven't I haven't spent any cash on it. Hopefully I don't have to rebook, but if so, hopefully it ends up being easy enough. But we'll see. Um later in the year I have a trip to the Azores and Lisbon. That was something else I sent out to uh my newsletter. It was like 430, 450 round trip business class from Boston to the Azores, but you could stop over and Lisbon for, I'm doing like six days. Some people are doing a month, <laughs> wow. like that was like over a hundred people book that.
1: Is that on the uh, new plane, Spencer? New, the
2: new tap so Tap Air Portugal flies their A330-900 NEO from Boston yep. to Lisbon. I stop over there. I fly their A321 NEO, which also has live flats. It's like JetBlue Mint. Uh, if anyone knows that. Um, So that's the flight to the Azores and then also the flight from the Azores back to Boston. So that was one that I booked for for us as well.
0: So not only do you put out a newsletter with great deals, but you book all of them for yourself.
2: So it's actually, it's funny you mentioned that. I haven't really booked a lot of them. The Brazil one, I should have booked first because I could have gotten the nonstop. Now I have to connect and I have like an economy segment to Miami and then I fly Miami to Sao Paulo. Um, I was, and after I like sent the email and then the space like disappeared, uh, I was like, why didn't I just book this for myself before telling others? Uh, but, <laughs> but uh, you know, I'm happy a bunch of like, you know, something like 20 people booked in the, the space of an hour that it was available, maybe more than that, but yeah, it was, it was good. Um, yeah, later this year for my buddy, Tim's birthday, we're we're flying to Israel, and then I think we're going to end up in Oman, uh, like Muscat, and then maybe a quick stop in Abu Dhabi. Then I'm going, again, this is all dependent upon countries being open. Um, I'm doing what I consider a food tour through Singapore, which is a regular stop for me in Asia, and Penang in Malaysia, as well as Kuala Lumpur. And I'm trying to think if that Oh, and then, you know, Oktoberfest and Folksfest. Um I think that's about it. Yeah.
0: I, I'm super jealous of that Singapore and Kuala Lumpur. There is so much good food there.
2: Penang is the one I'm most excited for. I've been to Kuala Lumpur and Singapore. I've never been to Penang, and I've heard it is just like, it is just all the best food. So I am very excited about that. I just... I just need the vaccine to roll out, and I need countries to open up so I can do it. So I, I, honestly, like I'm, I'm mentally prepared to cancel and rebook things right now. That's just, that's just the nature of what we live in at the, the moment.
1: I'm sitting here thinking about our our listeners and the award travelers are are that know Spencer especially are thinking hmm, that's a slow year. Meanwhile, our beer listeners are thinking. <laughs> that's a lifetime worth of trips and you're doing yeah. that, you know, you number so, two of COVID.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's uh, I mean, I also have something booked to Istanbul. I don't know if that's going to happen, but yeah, I'm there's, uh, it's uh, in the last few years, I've spent about three months of the year abroad if you total it up. So I have done, I've been very, very lucky to do a lot of travel, uh, meet some amazing people, travel with some amazing people, um for those who are on Instagram and follow me, uh it's uh, you often hear me mention my friend Tim. He is my travel buddy, lives in Texas, and we you know, meet up places and just do whatever. Uh I, I joke that he and I need a, a YouTube show called Two Idiots Get Lost In and just pick the country because we show up and have no idea what we're doing and just get lost. So yeah, I'm I've been very lucky and hopefully 2021 shakes out well and i can go get lost in some more countries
0: yeah and for the three of us it's not a big deal to have that many trips booked i think i i've talked to a lot of people who had to cancel trips due to the pandemic and they're like oh i had to cancel our trip to hawaii or we canceled a trip to alaska or we canceled our summer trip to france and this and they're like oh did you have to cancel anything and i just i I feel silly (laughs) rattling off everything that I've canceled, but it's for us to not, or for me personally and as much as possible, the family too, to not have at least one trip a month booked is, is crazy for us. So it's just, we we've canceled and canceled and canceled and canceled. So I, I hope that things get better. I haven't booked like you have for 2021 because it just hurts my soul. Every time I have to cancel a trip, but I hope that you get to go on those trips and I hope that I can in turn book a bunch of trips to, to do similar type of travel, not obviously stalking you and going to the same places, but that did sound like a pretty good list.
2: Yeah. should be fun. So.
1: I was thinking this weekend, I have a really funny Spencer memory that's beer and travel related. So it's good for this podcast. Last March I left, uh, Frequent Traveler University in D.C. and went to have a few beers with Spencer uh, at a brewery in uh, D.C., his local brewery. And Spencer was sharing with me at the time he was leaving that week, I think in three or four days, uh, to fly Qatar over to, um, I don't recall where he was going. Um,
2: Sri Lanka. Sri Sri Lanka.
1: Lanka, that's right. I was, uh, Sarah and I were both so jealous hearing him talk about all we wanted to do was go travel. This was early March and we left there and we're both like, why can't we go? Why can't we go? He's flying Q suites. I get a message from Spencer the day after he leaves. He's like, uh, we're turning around. It may have been yeah. like three days. He's like, uh, yeah. So, sure. yeah. So, so COVID's like, r- Yeah. Eight, nine days. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, Derek Coming and I went back. home from that event and found out that everything was getting shut down. Spencer got on a plane and found out on the other side of the world that everything was getting shut down. Yeah,
2: uh, Sri Lanka was, I think, two days from shutting down inbound air traffic. And so, again, my friend Tim and I were like, we should probably get flights out of here. So booked a very last minute ticket to get home. It was, it was interesting. It was interesting. There was just, at the time, we knew so little about covid and it was just starting to cut at that point it was like this is a big issue in china and italy and it was starting to be a problem in other parts of europe but you hadn't really heard about issues like huge issues otherwise and then there were huge issues otherwise so (laughs) yeah yeah, that, that was that was an interesting trip
1: in a one-week time, I went from being so jealous to so glad I wasn't dealing with, I know you were scramb- you and Tim were scrambling to get home, it was, and it couldn't have been fun.
2: It was quick. It was not as bad as I think it could have been, and it was definitely a lot worse for other people who were, I would say, not well-versed in travel. I know there were a lot of people scrambling in different countries, and they didn't know what the rules were and what was going on. I was over here, like looking at IATA's website, uh, looking at like what countries I'm allowed to transit in, and you know, like I was just, you know, it's. I'm again, it's just very lucky that this has become such a big part of my life, and it made it relatively easy to get home, but it was just, uh, yeah, it's unfortunate, and I will definitely go back to Sri Lanka at some point to see more, but yeah, I feel I feel very fortunate to you know, have stayed safe the whole time. And, you know, at least I had what trip I did. <laughs> I didn't travel for another like six, seven months after that.
0: You got to be on a nice plane right at the end of being able to yeah. be on planes. plane. So
2: Turkish Airlines, their, uh, their Dreamliners, quite nice. It's quite nice. Not the best seat ever. It's a little narrow for me because I'm a big guy, but you know, it was a, it's a great experience.
0: So if other people want to have those great experiences, fly on, Fancy Airlines, um, best way to do that with points is to subscribe to the Straight to the Points premium. And we're going to wrap up here, Spencer, if you could just give everybody uh, just a quick rundown of where they can find you. I know your Instagram has been kind of, I, I say exploding because compared to mine, it has, but you've, you've gotten... <laughs> Uh, a lot more followers over the year. You're doing very well with that. Give uh, the listeners kind of a rundown of where they can find you, where they can find Straight to the Points, and how they can subscribe to this newsletter, which Derek and I think is such a phenomenal value.
2: Absolutely. So the website is straighttothepoints.co. There's a whole backstory to that, but we won't get into it. I will have the premium uh, membership live on that site on January 11th. And I will also be emailing anyone who signs up for the free version before that, or excuse me, at that time. So like every, if you want to, you just want to get a notification, just sign up at straight to the points.co right now for the newsletter, and you'll get notified when it goes live.
0: I like to believe you'll get enough traffic that day that it will crash your site.
2: Wouldn't surprise me. My site's not like, (laughs) the point of my site right now is mostly the newsletter. It is not for just like, thousands of people to hang out on the site but yeah i'll I'll take it if it crashes something's going right it sounds like a challenge sounds like a challenge um what else yeah instagram is my main hub for uh social media it's i'm at straight to the points that's my handle i i pretty much answer every direct message that i get so if you want if you have a question shoot me a message or comment on one of my posts um always happy to that also sounds like a challenge yeah well blow it up have, guys Blow it i don't up. have four million followers yet so it's possible uh, but yeah that's that's my main hub i answer questions in dms and on my posts so come hang out and say hi
0: all right well thank you so much for being with us uh, we'll be sure to link up to everything that you said there so people can find it and start sending you direct messages on twitter and i just said uh,
2: instagram dude come on i'm come sorry on. instagram <laughs> Man. straight to the point is actually too long for Twitter.
0: <laughs> yeah, they, they have to have a shorter username there. But um, so we will link up to all of that so people can send you your direct messages on Instagram. And thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. You're what, three, four, five days away from um, launching a brand new business and getting everything together. So to take the time out and talk to us today was a, a great sacrifice, I'm sure. So thank you, Spencer, for being here. It was great chatting with you.
2: Appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much for having me. We'll have to do it again uh, when we're allowed to do this in person.
0: Yeah, absolutely. To sit down at a brewery and record someday uh, would be great. Yes. yes, Absolutely. Great talking to you all.
1: Well, we hope you had as much fun listening to Spencer as we did talking to him. We can't wait to subscribe to his Straight to the Points premium service and see what great deals he can find for us as travel opens back up in 2021. All of the important points and links for the things that we
0: talked about with Spencer during our conversation will be in the show notes, so you can pick up anything that you missed the first time through. The easiest place to find those notes is at milesandpints.com.
1: Thanks so much for listening to Miles and Pints, the travel and beer podcast. If you like what you heard, be sure to subscribe so you can hear all of our new episodes as soon as they're released. Tell your friends and family about us so they can enjoy the show too. And please take a few minutes to leave us a review on your favorite listening platform. In between episodes, you can get more travel and beer content
0: by following at Miles and Pints on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. You can also stop by our Facebook page at facebook.com slash milesandpints.
1: And that's all we have for this episode. Until next time, we hope you'll find yourselves a little bit of travel, a little bit of beer, and a whole lot of fun.